Hello and welcome back to the European Football Show, which we like to call Tess for short. I'm Joel Holt. This week, we've travelled to a country notorious for its alpine scenery and its schnitzels. You guessed it, we are in Austria and we can't wait to share with you the talent we've unearthed. The focus for the podcast is ever talking at depth about players 23 and under who we think have a bright future. We were talking about the games we watched, players that we tipped for a Tess FC 11 and our fantasy football section, which returns this week after a sabbatical. Joining me on the podium this week, it's Double Trouble. Fresh from the pool, Longhead just found its own <laughs> four-medal hero, the always-on-time Jack Brooks. <laughs> and non-league footballer Marcus Savage, who pleasures not to drink in the week, despite always recording with a pint in hand. Hello, champs. No pint this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, again. <laughs> no pint this week. Trying, he's giving it that. He's written that down early. And now he's looking. He's got. Oh no! Marcus no not got anything. Oh, where's that San Miguel, Marco? <laughs> when have I ever? I don't think I've ever recorded with a full pint of beer every week. Every week, mate. In the rehearsal, San Miguel, large San Miguel, yeah. two or three. That three months ago, that was a damn kebab. Cheeky um, Donna. But um, yeah, there we go. Um, how are we both? Let's start with you. Marco, obviously a season's got to be approaching soon. I guess you're in tip-top shape, ready to go, aren't you? Absolutely. So, wow, away, moving away from 11 side, I, I know the listeners have been eagerly awaiting how we got on in the league. Alec Hagen's under-30s won the Summer League, six aside. Well done. Well done, you. Thank you. Yeah, so we were, I think we were probably, we were seven points off it with about, I'm going to say my, that was four points off it with about five games to go. And we, we actually lost to the team in front. But they didn't, they, they couldn't field a team towards the end. I think down to self isolation. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, just the way the cookie crumbles, really, isn't it? Same, same as it when injuries affect a team mm. and they start their form starts dipping. So I will, I should, I don't have my trophy on me. It's in the, Glove compartment of my car, um, but it's it's a it's one incredible trophy. It looks very similar to the Jules or the Jules Ramey. Don't really sound like you won it though. It sounds no. like you were clearly going to be second. Well, anything could have happened in those remaining four games, Jack. We all know how crazy football is. Mm. Would you? Who would you say was player of the uh, of the team? Would, would you? Would you put yourself down for that, Marco, or would you nominate someone else? Joel is a team effort. I think we all put in an equal amount. We all paid an equal amount. And we <laughs> all... I, I think we all, we all work together as a team. We all really gel. I hate to say that I was... I wouldn't want to say I was the best player. I was certainly <laughs> up there with the other... <laughs> so you're basically giving yourself that, that award? No, no, no. We've had, no, we've got We've had some good lads this year. One of them, he has left. He was using us as a bit of a stepping stone in his career. He's now gone on to bigger and better things on Saturday football. Which people just use us as a launch pad. Hmm. Are you the captain? No, we don't really have captains. To be honest, it's more we have a we have a we have a guy who runs it. I I myself as the Sammy Lee behind the operation. Hmm. When it goes well, I'll take all the credit. When we lose, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, I was I was always that guy in five side who would wear the captain's band. Uh, <laughs> You are a born. Well, 
I try. But there we go. What about 11 aside, Marco? Uh, um, we actually start tomorrow. Imagine starting a league on a Wednesday evening. Mm. Um, no, we start on the 4th of August, would you believe? I think season times in, in like step six and below football, it's just getting earlier and earlier and earlier. Don't know why. And we've got to travel an hour and a half away next Wednesday for a 6.45 kickoff. I don't finish work at six until six. So I'm not getting there until the second half. Yeah, I mean, that's... Why have they put a fixture at that time, given that everybody playing will have a day job? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely bizarre. But no, I am feeling... This is actually the first pre-season where I actually feel... Well, as opposed to when I was 18, but this is now the second time where I've started pre-season and actually feel quite good. I can make more than one sprint every 10 minutes. And this is Stockbridge. It is for the, the Stockies, yeah, the Robins. Stockbridge. Well, good stuff. All the best for the new season, Marco. You have to keep us posted on uh, on how it progresses. Uh, Jack, how are you, mate? Uh, heard you at a wedding yesterday on, on a Monday, yeah, which is a strange yeah. day for a wedding. Are you nursing a hangover? Yeah, I am, Joe, if I'm being honest with you. It was worse for wear last night. It was a brilliant day. Venue was absolutely delightful. Um and yeah, we, we got in just after midnight and I sort of, you, you get home and I can't put myself to bed after I've been drinking. I've got to stay up, have some water, a bit of bread and put myself to sleep when I'm ready. Before I knew it, it was half three. The little boy was up for his feed. The room was just spinning. We have a little nursery lamp in our bedroom, which which spit rotates and there's animals on the ceiling just rotating in a circle. And it, oh, oh, just the worst feeling in the world when you just feel so uh, drunk. And um, yeah, it's taken me till about now. We're recording at uh, seven in the evening. I'm just about um, in condition enough to record, mate. Sounds like you need a KFC as a... Uh... Hang, hangover, hangover yeah. pure. Well, yeah. uh, glad it was a, a good day. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed you haven't uh, brought up the Holt v Brooks uh, challenge from uh, was it, was it well, a couple partly, of weeks ago. Yeah, I thought about it, and I, then then the chat about the six aside teams gone on for about forty five minutes. Yeah, it's gone on. <laughs> I thought we'll yeah, leave that for someone else. Anyway. Just yeah, when, when you win a. When you win the league, we, you can tell us all about it. Yeah. Well, we'll have to you know, share the airtime. Long, long, long story short, Marco, my the Brooks family had the Holt family round for an evening of shenanigans, and uh, the, the the Brooks men received a Southampton FC trivial pursuit um, present, and my dad did from Joel. And uh, Joel and Joel's dad, season ticket holders for many, many years. His dad still goes. Joel, not as much more. Either way, big Saints fans. Um, and they lost to us at Trivial Pursuit. We then took them indoors and played a little handheld curling game across the table. And we beat them at that as well on the last leg. So that, that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, I mean, just on, on the Saints fans, you and your dad have been lifelong fans, not till very recently you changed clubs to Bournemouth. So I'd like to, to notify <laughs> that to the listeners. But secondly... Um, <laughs> anyone who plays passing right. yeah and, and the curling game we lost on the last leg as you said Jack by a point was it or two points in the end yeah you lost it was the pressure shot which I took even though my dad was like no I'll take this I was like no you're not taking it you'll mess this up but of course I messed up but I'm glad it was glad it was me not him so, you should have uh, seen his technique by the way it was comedy gold everyone else just <laughs> leans over the table and throws the curling but the stones up there Joel gets down on his knees on all fours and he's like eyeing it up here we go 
Pilates Pete on the curling. <laughs> My, uh, yeah, I'm doing the crowd. Squatting. It's pretty much squatting for, for each oh. shot, but it worked though, Jack. You can't argue with some of my shots. It worked, yeah, yeah. You got beat. Yeah. At the end. Thanks, Jack. Great to have you back. <laughs> um, moving how's, on. How's tennis? You got this weekend, you've got the big game. Yeah, it's the title decider, but I'm not playing uh, this week. We, 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 ro- we rotate it, and um, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of guys. I know I'd, I'd, I'd love to play, but it's a couple of guys that haven't, haven't played much. So imagine getting uh, think, dropped at tennis. No, I'm not being dropped. No, 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 I'm not being dropped. We share it around. So rotated in a big game. R- r- rotate it. I've, yeah, I've, but I've, I've, I've played my part at the early part of the season. Yeah, against um, the bottom of the league, people. Seventy-year-old Jane comes out for one <laughs> hour a week. So disrespectful. She can only hold the racket. So disrespectful. You're like playing your second string keeper in a cup tournament and then when you get to the final you put your first team <laughs> it, 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 yeah it's, so, it's, different to, it's different to football um yeah it's a bit, bit more friendly but um yeah nothing really to say on that but anyway uh yeah. <laughs> obviously we're, we're recording this on, on zoom my background behind me is the tokyo uh olympic athletics track which looks really quite quite remarkable i'm sure you'll both agree mm-hmm. now i've been absolutely glued to the olympics i'm sure you both have as well particularly athletics this week it's just fascinating to watch um now here's a question for you both before we move on to a quick quiz if i said to you right you're both going to give up your day jobs and you're going to focus on one sport you're going to train 12 hours a day for the next four years okay what do you think what, what sport would you choose in hope obviously it's hypothetical not going to happen that you think actually, if I worked this hard at it for see, longer than four years, I could do it uh, as Olympic sport. What, what would you go for, Jack? Four hundred meters. Uh, really? My event. Yeah, it's my event in school. If I could go back, I really, really enjoyed it. Actually, well, it's either the four hundred meters or the triathlon. Um, I love, I love all three of those um, different sports, and I'd like to think I would have been given the training pretty handy. Definitely mm. those two. Um, you know, maybe golf. A close third, but definitely 400 meters or triathlon. I didn't know you were a 400 meter runner. You're not 400 meters with hurdles, are you? Just just straight forward. No, 400. oh, absolutely not. That was got injuries written all over it. Mm, okay, interesting, Marcus. So, are we saying is this a realistic target? So, if you trained for four years, yes, relatively. Yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't would make be, it. But what's your best hope? Mine would be ping pong. My second, it's my second sport after after football. I was actually insane at ping pong when I was 16, 15, 16. Seed number two in the New Forest. And yet we've never played, Marcus, because that was the sport I was going to say, interestingly, that or tennis. Sorry, Um, Jack's never beat me. Also never played, yeah. I've never played Jack, I don't think. It's not ping pong, it's table tennis. It really winds me up when people call it ping pong. Well, we've played table tennis. Um, Yeah. Beat him every game. And that was in... Can you remember it was in Salisbury in Danny's Bar? There used to be a ping pong table upstairs. Yeah, but I played on that. It's not a proper table, mate. It's not, you know, uh, I play in the league. It's not. Joe, Joe, that's like saying, that's like saying five side isn't. Actually, it's not. That's like saying if you play on a bad pitch, it's not football. It is. The yeah, you haven't got the space. <clears throat> you haven't got the space to lean back into shots. Like people underestimate how much movement is, is required in table tennis. You've played it at a good standard. You've, yeah. Sorry, we don't have. Well, that's like saying. <laughs> Surface, you're not going to play properly. Joel, I look oh, I'll, I'll play in any any conditions, <laughs> and I'll, I honestly, I ping pong was my sport. I wish I joined mm. a club earlier age. I'd, yeah. I would have been. I have no doubt. Okay, 
good chat. What about uh, you? Yeah, I'd probably say, I'd say the same. Table tennis or... Uh, or, or Sorry, do you say dressage? Dressage? Dressage. <laughs> no, I do, watch, I do enjoy watching the dressage, but no, I think table tennis or or tennis. Um, I think they would, they'd be the, the, the obvious two. Long in table tennis. I think mm. if you, you've trained four years to do the 400 metres in the triathlon, you've only got a couple of years left, you can be, you can be a table tennis master going into your it's just a sport you can play for the rest of your life as well yeah i agree i definitely agree with that well that was that was good chat thanks chaps uh anyway let's move it back to austria which is of course the country win this week it's a little quiz before we talk about the games we've covered talking about some maps of the talent that we spotted as well so a little quiz i'm just going to do it as a free-for-all so just buzz in question number one who are the two players from Austria to have won a Premier League winner's medal? Ooh. I'll give you the bonus point if you can tell me the year, so the, uh, the Premier League season, so the, the two years. Do you know what? I did no research on the, uh, for this. That's, uh, I did for the last Premier week, that Norwegian one. An Austrian Premier League winner. Two. Two players from Austria have won yeah, no. the Premier League. Uh, and an extra point if you give, give me the club as well. Chelsea um, oh my god this is tricky this is a good question though Joel this thanks got can't think yeah. of Austrian United I can't, can't think of United player can't think of anything Arnautovic oh uh, Christian Fuchs yeah that would be, be embarrassing there's a Leicester City fan can't yeah. believe that oh, what year Jack uh, 2015 15-16 season, yeah. Yeah, that, that is correct. That's one. And who's the other? It's a tough one. Um, tough, tough because it... Wow. I didn't even think. Well, I think you, were, you, were both, you were both alive. Um, I was thinking of something more obvious than Leicester. Wow, I'm struggling with this yeah, one. Yeah, so it's a tough one. Um, be interested the, listeners get it. One of the big boys. What's the club? Arsenal. Mm. I'll give you the year, 1997 to 1998. Never heard of this player, actually. Um, is that Alex Manninger? Well done, Jack. That's two from two. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Fair play. Two from two. The man who is nursing a hangover has <laughs> gone two up on the first. <laughs> Question number two. Come on, Marcus. Ralph Hassan Hootel, the Saints manager, of course. Good old Ralph. Love Ralph. Uh, can you name me one other club other than other than Leipzig that he's managed no 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 I don't think I can either is it we it must have been I've got absolutely no idea about that that's a tough question I'll go Bochum no I'm going to probably struggle with these pronunciations um in clubs I don't think I've heard of so there's Spog (laughs) Spog Unto hug, into hug, and then there's VFR, VFR Allen, and then English stuff. Oh four, English stuff, yeah. Mm. So I haven't, haven't heard of those, but that's quite quite a tough one. But um, there you go. Okay, Austria were knocked out to Italy in the Euro 2020. They lost two one after extra time at Wembley. Who scored Austria's uh, goal? Arnautovic. Did that not get no. ruled out? They lost 2-1. He, he got one Yeah, they got one. Yeah, that one got ruled out. It was and a fantastic goal. Uh, they were really unlucky, I thought, Austria. Um, 
but, but who's can you remember who scored their goal? Sab and Sabitzer. No, I actually don't know. I can't remember. Alaba, Lima. No. Um, Kalid, Kalid, Kalidzits, Heard of him? Kalidzits, Kalidzits, Mate, I don't know who you've just said there, but I've never heard of him. It's K A L A J D Z I C. That's a silent J. Might be a silent J. Kadalzic could be Kadalzic. <laughs> but anyway, let's stop saying that name. Uh, okay, moving on. This is an easy one. Hard oh, this. Austria's kit make. You say that's it? this is the easy one. You say yeah. Uh, the kit make. Hummel, uh, no. Marco. Araya. No. Well, that was an easy one. No, it's the sure? same as Italy's. Why do I, I don't look at the kit makes? Why do I look at that? No, oh, I always look at the kit makes. Puma. So, Why would yeah. you know that? Maybe it's just me. I always look at kit makes. I just that I and the sponsors do, I, is something that's always interested me. I also look at kit makes, and I also notice the Puma kit because they're very tight. Yeah, well, you didn't notice that one. <laughs> I said Puma before you said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Dave. Question. Puma. Puma. Yeah. I was just saying Raya, which is quite a niche one. That's why I thought you asked it. Right, okay. Well, no, that's incorrect. Uh, David Elber, of course, is the main man. Uh, to the nearest five, how many appearances has he made for Austria? I'm not sure about Albert, but I'll have a go at Alaba. Alaba, yeah. <laughs> oh, you like that? Come on, Joe. Come on, Marco. Uh, he must be in the late to... 20s. I'm going to go 80. Marcus? I was going to go, wow, I was going to go... I'm going to say Hayek because he's had it quite as successful for it. I'll go 85. No way. Marcus Savage redeems himself with that 85 at spot on. Oh, good effort. Well done. Well done, mate. 2-1. Okay, chance to level it up. Uh, which Austrian club? I can't read my own. Right. <laughs> which Austrian club was Giovanni Trapattoni coaching before he started working? With Ireland. I'll go Rapid Vienna. Rapid Vienna, Marcus. Chance to level it. I'm going to go with. This is an absolute stab in the stab in the dark. I'll go with the team I've focused on today, which is Klagenfurt. No, it's good effort. It's Red Bull uh, Salzburg. So, really? that is, uh, oh, yeah. Away from that. So there you go. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't get that right, actually, Marcus, because I didn't have a tiebreaker. So that would have been embarrassing. So 2-1 mm. victory for Jack. Anyway, it's enough of the quiz. Let's move on and talk about the real stuff, the games we covered this week. Um, let's start with your game, Jack. A high-scoring affair um, between Salzburg and, and Reed. How was it? And um, tell us. Well, when you, come, when you come to the Austrian Bundesliga, someone, especially with you know, what we try and achieve is someone's got to take Salzburg. Mm-hmm. Um, their model, I, I've spoken about how well the Red Bull model is in the past. Their average age is the youngest in the division. They're obviously the most successful team. They're now starting to show in European football that they're getting better and better all the time. Um, one, do you know what? So yeah, they, they won 7-1 against uh, Riyadh. Um 
11 out of 14 players who took part in the game were under 23. Um, which wow. is just I mean, that's remarkably high. It's incredible. You know, you know at, that's the left winger for uh, Riot. Nuts. <laughs> what? Nuts. That's his name. Oh, uh, of course, pun central, Marco. <laughs> and, I mean, in terms of putting someone forward to Tafts, it's just take your pick, to be honest with you. Um, I just thought really that Tefs, we have a couple of positions that we need to fill. So I tried to focus on one of those. Um, a quick mention, by the way, and how, how good their model is, we've said. I, I, looked, I looked into it earlier. And in the last four years, um, Salzburg have sold a total of 245 million pounds. They've, they've received 245 million in the transfer, spent 68. So for a team who's dominating their domestic division, while every year receiving uh, a net profit in, in the window is just so good. And uh, they obviously work very closely with the other teams at the Red Bull have ownership of as well. So last year, Shobislai and, and He Chan Huang went to uh, straight to Leipzig. So the money's technically going to the same place, but just a great model. Uh, so their manager is Matthias Yeisel, 33 years of age. He's young. And again, how many times have I said this in the podcast before? He started with Red Bull Leipzig under 17s. He then did two years at Bromby, uh, then took Salzburg under 18s, and then took Liefering. So for anyone who doesn't know, Liefering are in the Austria second tier and they are what's called the farm team of Red Bull Salzburg. So it's like uh, Barca B or Castilla for Real Madrid. They can't get promoted, but they're in that division. So they will take the, the, the guys that aren't quite ready for Salzburg yet and they go down there. So, so as, as the manager, um, Matthias Yeisel was there and now he's, he only had 17 games there, but 64% win ratio. And he's got this job after Jesse Marsh went straight to Red Bull Leipzig from Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, and they've got off to a flyer. They've scored, uh, I think it's something like 10 or 11 goals in their first two games. Uh, seven come from here. In terms of the football, what you can expect from them at the moment is a 4-4-2 diamond. Everything very central. The fullbacks will provide the width. So many men get forward. Maybe because they're the dominant team in their league, they can kind of get away with it. Um, you know, I'm, sometimes you see teams dominate their domestic league and then they completely change the way they play in Europe because they just would get picked apart. Salzburg haven't done that over the last couple of years. Whenever you watch them, they seem to be in high-scoring games in Europe. They're, they're a really good watch. So, like I said... Loads of people to choose from in terms of people I could put forward to Tefs. But after, and I'll come to it later, after another unsuccessful effort from Marco to get someone in the side uh, where we tried to get a number nine in last week, I'm going for a number nine. Salzburg have just sold Pats and Dakar uh, to Leicester. They have Seku Koita, who is the other striker generally injured. And at the moment, it's, uh, it's Adi Amy up front. He's got six and five. But his partner, who I'm going to put forward, I'm, I'm going to go with his partner, 18-year-old, uh, Benjamin Shesko is how you pronounce his name, or Shesko. Six foot four, 18 years of age. He got 20 goals at Liefering last year as a 17-year-old. He's then become Slovenia's youngest ever debutant this calendar year. 
he's got really nice traits because he's not just a target man. He plays on the shoulder, a bit like Tammy Abraham. We'll try and run him behind, work hard, you know, um, natural finisher. You go for his finishes on Y scout. They're right foot, right foot, left foot, header. There's all sorts of different goals. Addy Amy's got a couple more at the moment, a little bit quicker uh, than what Sheshko is, but um his goal record, speaking for itself, you know, he's come straight in. He's got two and two uh, for Salzburg so far. He's leading the line. There is every chance that when Koita comes back, uh, that he takes his place or one of him or Adiemi. But right now, Sheshko uh, has been the one that is really, really impressing me. And for 18 years of age, um, to have so many goals un- under his belt, so impressive. There's chances galore. They average the best part of 25 shots a game. So it's a striker's dream to play for, for Salzburg. So the person I'm putting forward, lead our line. We need it. The Austrian league has so much good players that come out of it. Patson is a great one. Straight in at Leicester, 27 million pounds. Maybe the next one in a couple of years time will be Benjamin Sheshko. Benjamin Sheshko. He's the man you're you're putting forward. What what why is he got it then, Jack? What what is it that about your game? I know you've mentioned a few things there. Do but, you know, yeah, you know. do you know what? When you mold, if if someone said to you, you know, build build from scratch a striker, you know, whatever build you want, whatever attributes you want, generally, you know, I I think Erling Haaland is probably the one you create. And and he's someone who's six foot three, six four. You want yeah, he can not only win the aerial duels if crosses come in, but is fast, strong, runs in behind, can finish both feet. Now, p- please don't misinterpret my words here for saying Sheshko is Haaland, because he's not. Um, although they play for the same club now. But they're the attributes, you know, he, he's an absolute all-rounder and whatever the service. His attributes and size will allow him to compete in all of those. When you look at Adiemi, he's a little bit smaller, a little bit quicker. Sometimes you can figure those people out. If a strong, quick centre-half can match it, it's, you know, you, you can you can keep them quiet. But if you have a striker who all of a sudden crosses are coming in and he's 6'4 and, and jumps real high as well, then how do you keep him out? And, well, and how old did you say he is? He's 18. 18, wow. Yeah. Okay. They've got an incredible amount of young talent. I've got a few bones to pick with Test FC and how it's working. Are we all we all keeping track of like how players we've mentioned are getting on? Yeah, I have. I've been looking all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What's your gripe? You're you're about to tell us that some of your players have actually been getting these moves, even if it's for one million pound or. Yeah, I mean, but go on then, Marco. Go on, before we go to your game, go on. What's your, hey, well, uh, your problem with it? Uh, I don't know if how... I don't know if they, they've heard. We have had a few listens from Spain. But obviously the chief scout at Rayo Vallecano has listened to me and has heeded my my warning about how good Randy and Teca is. And they signed him. He's now got his big move to La Liga. Which, which club? Uh, Rayo Vallecano. Okay, and how much they pay for him? Uh, it was in there. It's got to be about 100 million. It was 1.1 million. Well, there pounds. you go. Okay. Uh, so under the radar. But... On the same, in the same podcast, I mentioned Jorge Cuenca, who's now playing loads of minutes for Villarreal at centre half this season. So, oh, wow. Hi, guys. Send him a. 
mm. bigger, bigger, more competition. So, so Randy's won then, Marcus. That's one example. Randy, Have you got any more? Mike Trezor got us moved to Genk, and he ended up in Belgian team of the week. And who was who was um, chosen instead of him? Whoever we picked for uh, the Belgian podcast. Oh, oh. or whoever was in Holland because he's moved to Belgium from Holland, and oh, it's Cal- Calvin Stengs. Stengs, Cal- my, Calvin's was, was, of course, my man. Yeah, of course. Who got the fifteen million pound move to Nice, by the way? Oh, surprise, surprise! Joel yeah. Holt, Bone, bones have been picked. Yeah, thanks, Marco. That was a really, <laughs> a really good point. So, without further ado, let's come to you, <laughs> and you can tell us more about your game uh, this week. Who did you watch, and uh, who impressed? I watched another man who's probably going to get missed from this. Jack's <laughs> DMing everyone on Twitter, so vote for him, but that's fine. So I watched a team called Flyer Alarm Admira. Any guesses on what Flyer Alarm do? That's the branding name. Flyer Alarm. The brand? Well, are they fire, fire off? To do with, are they something to do with uh, <laughs> aviation? No. Uh, printers. Okay, great. Mm. Yeah. But I was misled okay. by Fire Alarm. I thought that could be a Fire Alarm company. Anyway, Admira Modeling is actually their name. Fire Alarm's the, the brand. Um, bit of a Cinderella story with them. Joey, this is, I reckon you'll like this as well. They narrowly avoided relegation last year and they won in the relegation playoffs. They're now second. Ah, oh, there you oh, go. There's a story. Well, Rags to riches. To Cinderella story. Absolutely. Um, they played at Klagenfurt, who was sitting at 12th after two games. Out of 12, by the way. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, sitting at 12th. Thanks. Started off with a very exciting uh, 40 minutes after two red cards from Klagenfurt, who managed to keep uh, Admira Moodling at bay for 45 minutes. But then on came my man. Oh god, you're bringing all the you're, you're gonna, you're gonna to put someone forward who's a sub. No, 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 I'm not I'm not putting him forward. I'm not okay, putting great. him forward. Because I'm all right, bum the head off the agenda. <laughs> we get a lot of hate from the, the, the jack, the, the cult, the jack cult who just keep voting for him all the time. Um <laughs> just give you a bit of context. Clark and Felt were playing a very rigid 4-2-3-1 before the red cards, then moved to a 4-3-1 after the two got sent off. Um, and that, and they basically held back. Um, Adnira were playing a 3-4-3 and then basically have just gone, have, have ended up more attacking by playing a 4-3-3, but it's more of like a two at the back and that everyone else just went forward. But my guy, so my guy got brought on for Dakasic, who was the centre-half, and he's, he's come off in a bit of bother. So on comes the 17-year-old, I repeat, 17-year-old, Anurum mm-hmm. Babuscu, mm-hmm. the young Austrian centre midfielder. Once again, 17 years old. How depressing is this? Born in 2003. Wow. The year Saints got to the FA Cup final. Depressing and impressive at the same mm-hmm. time. Born mm-hmm. in wow. 2003. That makes me The game was very much kind of dead, a bit dull. It was, I'd love to say, um, of Mira were kind of pushing after the two red cards, they really weren't. But then um, uh, Babuscu comes on and he was absolutely anywhere. So he played in the 4-3-3, he played on the left-hand side of that three, uh, of that middle three. 
and he is absolutely everywhere on the left-hand side. And playing in his, his style of play is very similar to what Pedri did for Spain in the Euros. Mm, okay. Well, he is in a way that he just found those little... He didn't really... He's not really one of those centre midfielders who gets it and just will take on the whole team himself. He plays plays in the holes, but well, his footwork's great and he will dribble with it, but it's, it's his quick passing. So when he gets in those positions, he'll play a little one round the corner and he was just absolutely everywhere. And I think the best word to describe him is energetic and nippy, to say the least, but also intelligent. They actually could, well, they couldn't deal with him, but considering the last, the first half, it was a bit dead. He's actually changed the game. And for a 17-year-old, he was incredibly confident on the ball, always demanding it in such tight areas with very little fear and even very little doubt he was actually going to lose it. So he wanted, you could actually, I was watching on Y Scout, and I don't know in, in your games, but in the game I was watching, there was no fans. There was no crowd still. So you could actually hear players screaming for it. This guy was so loud. And he literally screamed and demanded it so much. And and every time he got it, he seemed to do something with it, whether it's win a corner, whether it's to play a through, but whether it's to play a quick five-yard pass, which advanced the game. And his efforts were rewarded with a brace. Oh, nice. For a 17-year-old, have that. Mm. So I said, I'm not going to put him forward to test FC because he was on the bench and this is his first couple of appearances. So, But it's great to see a 17-year-old coming off the bench, fearless and getting a brace. Um, and his, and his, the goals are actually very impressive. So his first one was, I believe it was for some reason, he was on the right-hand side at the time, although he spent a lot of time on the left-hand side. It was basically a chop back from a crossing position and he was just inside the edge of the box and hits it with his right foot across the face of goal, across the keepers, very impressive finish. And the second one came from a short corner, one of the shoot, one of the few short corner routines that I've actually seen work. And it basically, the ball was played to him on the edge of the box. It was like a Coutinho-esque goal where he kind of gets it on the left-hand side of the box, whips it, and it ends in the, uh, the right-hand side of the goal uh, past the keeper. Um, but he didn't show much of a, too much of a passing range owing to the fact that when he got the ball, he wanted to, he, he got it and was just making quick turns and passing. I didn't really see him much in those 45 minutes make any long-range passes. But the effect, but how he plays in those small positions where you think you've got no space and what he did with it for a 17-year-old was great. And his work rate was brilliant. He was playing like an absolute, I think he got his confidence and his, the more the game went on, he's playing like an absolute man-possessed and without any fear in his game, which... When you're coming off the bench, it's very hard to prove. It's very hard to get in the game anyway because your warm-up is basically half-time. But he's come off the bench with an absolute point to prove. Um, and his footwork is incredibly insane and he's a very mature and talented player. He's, he's only ever been in the flyer alarm Admira um, youth setup. He played for Admira, had an impressive season at the, in like their reserves the, the year before when he was 16. And he's been called up now. So he's, he's 17, Marcus. <clears throat> Be realistic, Nick, with, with this answer. Where do you see him in five years' time? Um, I would be able to give you a better answer if this wasn't his first game, first mm. appearance after two games. Um, I mean, just by, just by this, he's got a brace in his first two goals. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if that's... Do you remember when like Adnan Yanyazai popped on the scene mm. and he scored goals for fun and then he mm. kind of fizzled out? Mm. it could be like this so I wouldn't want to say this guy is going to be the next best central like number eight central midfielder but I mean off this game 
I'm very, very impressed. I mean, at this rate, he's going to make Ballon d'Or winner after his first first game, centre of the park, scoring two goals and being absolutely quality. But it'd be it'd be hard of me to say. But for 17 and the maturity showed at the age of 17, and he's strong as well. He's five foot nine, but he's quite well built as well. Mm. One to keep an eye out for for sure. Thanks, Marcus. So before we move on to our fancy football section, I will uh, tell you a little bit about the game I was covering, which was between Lask and Rapid Vienna. Finished one all. Really entertaining game, this one. A bit unlike yours, Marcus, where there were fans. Um, and the stadium, just to create a little picture for everyone's, um, everyone listening. Now, the Pirelli, the Pirelli, <laughs> the Pirelli, <laughs> the Pirelli Stadium, uh, I can't talk tonight, Burton Albion Stadium, which has got, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it or if you've been there, but it's got the, the both stands which are standing uh, behind the goal. And it was like this, and the fans were rammed in. Um, obviously played it at Lask's Stadium. The atmosphere was terrific. It was a proper end-to-end game of football. Both sides playing 3-4-3. Three, three. You nice. could argue that, that, that Lask were the ones which, um, which, which edged it. But Rapid Vienna... Uh, they went ahead. Now, both goals were scored probably from about six yards out. The first was uh, a ball in from the right from Kara, uh, Kara sorry, and he, so he did like a back flick to uh, the Greek uh, striker, Fontas, who just side-footed home. It was quite a nice finish. Um, now, the, the, the equalising goal is, is quite an interesting point for conversation here, and it includes the person that I want to talk to you a little bit more detail about the centre-half, Leo Drumel, who's just turned 20 years of age. He's, he's a striker, and I'll talk to him in a bit, bit more detail, and someone's got a lot of potential. Uh, but he's not quite there yet. And this, this is a clear example where a cross comes in from the right, he's marking the, the, the striker, Schmidt. Now, nine times out of ten, when it's 50-50 between the striker and the defender, how many times do we see a foul given in the advantage of yeah. the defender. It's never yeah. given to the, to the striker, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was in stark contrast here, where there was no foul given, played advantage, and um, the, the, the striker for Lask, the home side, equalised Schmidt, which, yeah, he should have really got in front of his man, Leo, just a little bit little bit weak. He, he seems quite good going forward as well. He had a, a chance towards, um, towards the end. He, he's one of those players where I think... It's too early to put him in Tef's FC, but I, I see almost like a sort of young Gary Cahill in the making. If you sort of, if you put uh, the chance to Google him, Leo Grumo, I think he's somebody who could have quite quite a bright future. So yeah, he you could say technically he was at fault for that that goal, um, and, and it finished finished one all. So a, a really enjoyable game. But just talking to you a bit, little detail now about Leo Grumo. So um, this is the, the centre half who, as I said, just turned 20. He's got a transfer market value of 1.62 million, which is a lot more higher than some of the other players that we've, that we've spoken about on this, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Signed uh, from Rapid Vienna in 2018. He's been there, been there three years now. And he's sort of been struggling to get in the side. He's been making quite a lot of substitute appearances. But obviously, this is the start of the, the Bundesliga season. He started both games, which makes me think, could this be his season? Could this be his mm-hmm. year for the club? A few spells at Horn. Uh, where he was born in, in, in St. Bolton. He's played for Austria in the 16s, 17s and, and 18s. Um, he's yet to score a goal. Came close in, in the encounter with a header, sort of 
whipped over the bar from about 10 yards or so out. And he's somebody defensively, he's, he's pretty quick, he's agile, but it's just that strength element. I just think he needs a little bit more time um, to develop. I mean, he, he is 20, just turned 20. So I reckon in a couple of years' time, he might go on to bigger and better things. It's not many times that I sit here and say, I don't think he's quite ready for tests because I like to make comparisons like Matt Lessian, um <laughs> and, other, and other heroes. And Sadoff. Sadoff, to get the <laughs> listeners in, but... The like for like is Gary Cahill, not not as good as Gary, Gary Cahill in his, in his prime, a centre-half I loved, by the way. So he's somebody I think I want to keep an eye on because I want to see how this player develops over the next season. I'm not saying he's going to go into FFC, Cahill might come back to Austria, but he's somebody who could have a bright future ahead of him if he works on the physical part of his game. He's quick. Um, I think that's that's the area he's lacking. So I don't know if you two have heard of the Austrian Leo Grimmel before, but... Um, Wow, one to keep an eye out for. It's gonna, yeah, I was, wow, he's gonna be mentioned for me later. But are we saying then on the back of this, have I got a one horse race for Tefs FC this week? I mean, it is. I mean, we've got to put it out there, of course, for the for the listeners at Tefsport on Instagram and Twitter, Tefsport at gmail dot com. Uh, so we've we've got to put the vote out to the listeners, but it it's looking categorically that that your man will will be chosen. I mean, look, if people want to choose Leo Grimoire, if they think actually let's back him, let's get him in there. Uh, a centre half, then then why not? We'll, we'll put it out to them, Jack. But um, yeah, it's not many times. I think this must be the first time Marco and I both sat here and said, I "Don't think our players are ready." Yeah, I think I've, I've picked. I mean, I've picked a guy who's made of his first appearance, like his literally first appearance of the first team, and has no track record otherwise. And you've picked a guy who's right at the start of performing very well. And Jack's picked a guy who's. Didn't he, how did he get on last season? Do you know? So he got twenty goals at Leithring in the Bundes, like second division at so seventeen he, years old. Right. So. so yeah, he. I mean, it'd be hard to make. I don't mind throwing my guy out there, but I could throw Lionel Messi out there and no one would pick him. So yeah. it'd be pointless to throw, throw uh, Buscu out there. But you know what? Let's do it. I'll put. I'll put. I'll whack in the race. It'd be interesting to see how the fans react to him. Maybe they like uh, an up and coming seventeen year old. As a washed out, as opposed to a washed up eighteen year old. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> let's put it out there on, on social media, um, and let's let's let the listeners decide. On that note, Jack, do you want to tell us uh, who was voted in from the listeners in your fan club, of course, on, on social my media? My fan club. It's, it's <laughs> not my fan club. It's yeah. obviously the way you That's pick. Rough. Yeah, I'm not sure, buddy, but go on. Well. Uh, we obviously the uh, elite Syrian uh, in Norway. Three players put forward, and the one who got the vote was my friend Josh Kitalano, the younger centre midfielder of the Twins. There at odds, and he is not just coming in, but he is coming in as a replacement to Amir Alamari. So the first person to essentially it's almost like the X Factor, the six chair challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Amir, Amir had a chair and uh, we just, we, we've got Kitalano in, unfortunately. Amir, you're going to have to leave the stage now. The chair's up, you're out. Yeah, I think Alamari was the best of quite a weak uh, bunch, wasn't he? Uh, which we put forward. So, interesting. Well, well done, Jack. Oh, How did Isaac Swan get on, by the way? The- bunch. Uh, well, I was, essentially... Uh, essentially what happened was uh, Kisilano won by one vote that was all it was two Isaac Twum and Ooh. Marcus put forward Eric Botheim who just I, don't, I think he got Marcus's vote and that was about it <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love people went from Michael Essie. I didn't scoring under brilliant. 23 in, in the league and <laughs> didn't, didn't get one vote and that was me. It's the way you pitch it, mate. Yeah, I'm just not resonating with the fans. Maybe I've got to compare him to uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Pele. <laughs> it needs to be realistic, though. It needs to be realistic. Yeah. Uh, Style player. Not saying necessarily as good as that player, but it's what they could be in, in five years' time. That's the whole point, of course. In Ronaldo, R9, Pele mixed into one. He's not been voted for. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not that much. But yeah. Better luck next year. Uh, cool so that's interesting thanks Jack that's the games that we covered um, this week let's move on now then to our fantasy football section which hasn't been covered for a while um, Mm. due to some of the the special we've had so I thought I'd use this opportunity to remind you of the scores on the doors Marcus is ahead with 65 Jack Joel joint with 58 points so this week could be the turn of the tables. Go on, Marco. Do we want to? Could we start? Do you want to start a new? Where it's the start of the new seasons? Do you want to start a new league? No, no. Why would we <laughs> do that? I, I say mean, that. Can't handle, well, can't you, handle losing. We'll put seven, seven points you, ahead, Marcus. Why are you suggesting that? <laughs> Sorry, well, well, seven points ahead. Yeah, because then it'll mean I've won. I mean, I've won the league. Then we start again. Uh, oh, no claim a victory. Absolutely not. No, you just said that. No. Uh, no. So, let's tell oh. us your um, your five this week in Austria, Marcus. So, I've got that. You mentioned uh, Alexander Schmidt. I've got, so I've done a bit of like what Jack did when he just went out all out defenders, but I'm just going for goals now. So, I've got Alexander Schmidt for Lask. I've got Fernwald for Altac. We've got Sasha Horvath for Hartberg, Kareem Adeyemi for Salzburg, and Babuscu. I'm hoping that he's kept his shirt. Mm. Interesting lineup there, Jack. I'm glad I've I'm glad I've gone with Sheshko because I thought Adeyemi would be a pick. I've gone three defenders, two strikers this week, leaving the midfielders out uh, in the hope of a couple of clean sheets. So I have. Dario Marisic of Lask, uh, who's a centre-half. I've got Benjamin Sheshko of Salzburg. I have Emmanuel Iwu of Admiral Wacker. Uh, up front, Calvin Yeboa from Sturm Graz. And I have gone for your guy, Joel, Leo Grimel of Rapid Vienne. Well, I hope he pays off for you, Jack, because my five, I've also gone with him as I say in every podcast if I pitch the player they go in the five-a-side team Leo Grimmel from Rapid Vienna the second defender same as you Jack again Emmanuel Awu 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 from uh, Ismara the mid- one spanning midfielders Felix Strauss Altec I think you mentioned him Marco two up front Karim Adimi from Salzburg, which is the striker, of course, you didn't mention Jack, so that worries me. And Alexander Schmidt from Lask. Why are you shaking your head, Jack? Because I did, I did mention him. You know, just pronounce it. You, it yeah, but he wasn't your player. Mean... He wasn't your man in focus, was he? No, no, he wasn't my man in focus, but yeah. he, he got a considerable mention. I said he got six and five. Right, yeah, but you still didn't, didn't go for him. Just um, because I knew, well, I... I thought you two would be going for him. Uh, okay. And I just thought from the brief things that I've watched, I thought Sheshko may have a, 
a little bit more to offer in the long term. Did you did you say you've got someone at your boa? I've got your boa, yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> I mean, like there was a Tony Yaboa. Well, Tony Yaboa, goal scorer of of, yeah. of great goals for Leeds. I I I would wow. Well, I don't know if I've got time Imagine. while we're feeling yeah, space. Yeah, is there here. a um, is there a Louis what? slash Gareth Barry comparison? Hey, hey, <laughs> he is the nephew. Of Fulgane uh, and Tony Yaboa. Boa, what a player. Good knowledge. Come out for yeah. a connection. Well done, Marco. Thank you. Well, hey, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, though. Looking at those five-side teams that we've we pitched this week, I think it's going to be really tight, the results next week, chaps. Because we've Great. both gone for quite a few similar players. We've gone for the, the bigger clubs, the sort of high, highly sort of promising Youngsters are 23 mm. and under. I think it's going to be really close. Can we catch Marcus with 65 points? That's the when question. Do we, when are we actually finishing the league? When does it stop? We're not. We're going to do five years' worth until we're in the thousands. First to a thousand. <laughs> I like that race. <laughs> I think we go to Christmas. That seems like a, a logical place to stop. Or not. The <laughs> new season starts like that place to stop and start again well let's just see who's, who's ahead at christmas i think that could be the uh <laughs> the question rules up as you go along well no, it's just, it's, yeah well that is you in a nutshell jack uh okay, so where <laughs> where are we going next week chaps that is the, the big question really enjoyed austria this week but where are we going to head don't don't think week? it needs to be announced just yet for this i mean we've got options now haven't we that's thank god good. we're running out of special yes yeah <laughs> I mean, we, we, uh, we could have done an Olympic football special, which would have been a tricky, a ooh, tricky feat. Maybe one for next week. Would have been hard, but um, yeah, loads, loads of options. Pretty much everyone's back. Yeah. Um, mm. So can't wait. Whatever we do, can't wait. Now we can get into a bit of rhythm and just every week bang another podcast out, different country. Here we go. Maybe revisiting some old ones. See how definitely. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. That would definitely be a, a good thing to do. Well, you'll be in the chair hosting next week, Jack. So I look forward to mm. that. But for now, thanks, Marcus. Thank Jack. Great to have you on board. And um, thanks to the listeners for listening. We will speak to you again next week. <laughs>